Welcome to the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast, the place to be to get the tools, tips, techniques, and building blocks to level up your tarot reading practice, heart-centered business, and spiritual journey. I'm Ethany Dawn. I'm a full-time card slinger, business coach, author, and the headmistress of the tarotreadersacademy.com. And to top it all off, I'm also your host for this TV series and podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tarot Readers Academy TV and podcast. And I am over the moon excited to introduce and to hold space and sit and chat with someone who I consider to be a force, a rebel, a woman who I turn to myself uh, when it comes to my readings and for mentoring for my business, someone who is a great friend and an amazing professional. It is the one and only Teresa Reed, the tarot lady. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Ethany. Hello to everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! So Teresa Reed, for those of you who have not, for those of you who've been living under a rock in our industry and who has not come across um, Teresa Reed, Teresa has an amazing book and I've featured it a number of times in um, my blog posts and on Instagram, the Tarot Coloring Book. It's a beautiful spiral bound book where you can just get all your creative juices going and learn the tarot in a really personal way. Teresa's got some amazing projects coming out next year as well. Um, Teresa has her own podcast. You do work with astrology. Your astrology forecasts are amazing. Um, you literally just do everything and you do it all by yourself too. You're a one woman show. Yep. I yep. prefer to do it on my own because I want to have strict control over things. And also, Anthony, for business, I like to operate a lean, mean machine. I don't think you need a giant team. I don't think you need to invest, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to really run a good business. And I think for a lot of tarot readers, most of us are one man or one woman shows. And so for us, this is the norm. It's, you know, I'm a little bit excessive and prolific, but I think it's a norm for most of us. <laughs> Totally. And so today we are talking about branding and branding basics for tarot pros. And this is something that I get asked about a lot and I'm sure it's come across for you many, many times. Yes. And we live in a very exciting time for tarot where there's, the internet has made it so easy to get your business started, but it also makes it easy for you to drown. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about your personal journey on branding and then we'll get, we'll kind of tease out some stuff for other people who are listening for their own businesses. Sure. I think really what, when we first of all talk about branding, the most important thing that we have to remember is that your brand has to reflect you and it doesn't need to be some generic thing of what every other tarot reader is doing. Now tarot's having a moment right now, you know, Dior and a lot of the fashion houses have been using tarot as inspiration. So it is really bigger than it's ever been. And like you said, with the internet, we have the ability now to really be out there and showing the world what makes us unique as readers. You know, because no two readers are going to be exactly alike. And we all have not only our different ways of reading style, but we have our different personalities. And I think really when it comes down to branding, you have got to be really clear about who you are. And, you know, that's not always easy for us to, if you're an introvert like I am, that's not always easy 
for some of us to um, really come out loud and proud as ourselves. It can be really frightening to be yourself. But if you are trying to be like a weak imitation of somebody else or what you think it means to be a professional, um, that's going to reflect really strongly in your brand. People can smell that. They can. And that's why the more authentic you are, if you lead with that, it's going to be easy then to really define your world and your business. So for example, you know, when I started doing my website, uh, I never had a website. I've been in business for almost 30 years, you know, back in the old days before we had the internet and all these wonderful things. And so, you know, I was always known as a tarot lady. People would say, hey, I have to come and see my tarot lady. So that's how really the tarot lady name came. That wasn't anything brilliant on my behalf. It was just simply what I was called. And as I started putting together my first website, I wanted to be very clear on the things that were important to me and the colors that I love. You know, there's certain things that are very much in my wheelhouse or things that I love. And I never do stuff I don't love. I do the things that really are me. So for example, I love purple. I love purple. I mean, oh my God, I love purple. When I was a little girl, I liked blue for a while, but once I discovered purple, it's always been purple. So I was really clear that I wanted lots of purple in my website. I've also been very clear about really expressing in my personality. And my personality, I'm very straightforward. I love hip hop. I love to eat. I've got a ton of interests. You know, these are all things that have really been the core, if, if you want to call it branding, the core of the brand that I, I put out there. And it's important to do this, to be yourself, because you know what, Anthony, you want to get the right kind of client, right? And you're not going to get the right client if you are putting out something that's not you. So people who come to my site, they get a really quick idea of what I'm all about. You can read my blogs, you can listen to my podcast, you see me on social media, I'm out there putting it out there. And it's always consistently the same. It's just me. I don't want to be like anyone else. And so for branding, I think when we talk about branding basics, every tarot reader that's listening here needs to, again, really ask themselves, well, who am I? How do I want to express myself in the world? What are my interests? What are the things I love? What are the colors I love? What are the things that make me excited about my work? When you're leading with that, you're golden. Absolutely. That's such a great, great number of questions actually to ask. What do you love? Um, and I also wanted to reflect back as well. And I often say this to my students and to people who come to me. And when people say, oh, I'm so scared of launching my business, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of us on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook doing this. Why would anybody book with me? And I right. say to people, well, people aren't booking with you for a reading. They're booking with you for you, like your specific style, your interpretation, your communication style, your knowledge your ability to hold space, your ability to interpret. And that's going to be different to anybody else's, even if we all were all using yes. a deck. So it is very much, especially if you're a one woman, man, person shop, you are your brand. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've got a really good piece of advice for the people who love to go on Instagram and look at what everyone else is doing. Don't. <laughs> you know? Really don't compare and despair. But also, you know, I never want to get influenced by somebody else's stuff. 
And so I put out whatever I feel like. And that's the one thing that I do. It's never about, oh my God, I got to have a strategy or SEO. No, it's like, this is what I feel. This is what I'm into. This is what my soul is saying. And that's what drives me in every single thing that I do. You know, so for example, on my Instagram feed, I do these little six second tarot videos. And it's just the thing I like to do. It's fast. It's really great for people who want a quick, fast interpretation. There's people who want to listen instead of just look, you know. So that was the concept that I came up with for that. And it's because that's what I want to do. I don't want to do like the flat lay like everybody else is doing, which looks beautiful, because, you know, that's not really who I am. I can make things pretty, but I'm really pretty much like a, more like Hunter S. Thompson. I'm more like a gun journalist. Mm. And I like doing things that have that, this is here, it's fast, it's furious, this is my thing. And so I don't care what someone else is doing. I might go look, but do I sit and ponder someone else's Instagram thing? No, because I don't want to get influenced by what someone else is doing. Mm. I don't care. And that's I love everybody's way of doing stuff. It's just not me. Right. And that's, it's very important not to get down that rabbit hole of look what everybody else is doing and very much just focus on your own work, always bringing it, focus on your own shit, bring it back to you, bring it back to who you're serving. And I'd love, love to hear your thoughts on, so as you know, I do Oracle Wednesday every Wednesday and you can scroll back if you have the time, but I've been on Instagram for a hot second. You can scroll back years and years and years. And I've been doing that for years and years and years. And when I started doing it, not a lot of people were doing the three card, pick a card. And now everyone (laughs) is doing a three card, pick a card. Now I keep doing it because it is my offer. It's been my offer for a long time and maybe I'll change it up in the future. I don't know but I actually really like doing it. But what do you, what would you, would your advice be for someone who is going out there and sees everyone doing the same thing and thinking, Oh, this is the way to, this is the way to get clients. By the way, it's not, it's not the way to get a huge following on Instagram, (laughs) but um, (laughs) you know, when they see, you know, doing these beautiful flat lays or, you know, I wish I could be that girl who could post photos where she's like in her sexy laundry with a tarot card. Like I just don't have that, confident kind of confidence but um you know do you what about copycatting in 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 our industry how do you navigate that well this is a really loaded question for me because it's been a real the bane of my online existence you know the first thing i want to start off uh by saying if you're looking at someone else's feed and saying well i need to do this because i want to get more clients well you're coming at it from the wrong thing that's the wrong perspective. It's not the right way to be doing business. Not in a tarot business. Tarot business is very different than another business. That's why when you hear some of these business coaches out there and people are following them in the tarot business, it's like, yeah, but our business is very different. If your only thought is, well, I'm going to do this thing because that's what Ethany's doing and she seems to be popular, eh, nope, full stop, not going to work. What you have to be thinking about, the perspective should be, what does this feel like for me? number one. And also, you really want to be thinking about not SEO, but it's always about P-E-O-P-L-E. Who do you want to reach? How do you want to get your vibe out there? How do you want to express who you are? You know, when you are operating from service, from authenticity, from creativity, that just shines through brilliantly. The other avenue, when you're copying other people, you're, you're operating from scarcity, but also you're operating from a corporate mindset. And that does not fit a tarot business. We, this is a very different type of industry, and you cannot bring that corporate crap into this work. This work needs to be done, again, with a big heart, compassion, 
service, creativity. I could go on and on about that. So for copycats, if you find yourself looking at someone else's stuff and saying, I'm going to do what she's doing, stop it. Stop looking at that. Don't look at fellow tarot readers for inspiration. I don't look at my fellow tarot readers for that. If I want to be inspired, I'm going to watch Orange is the New Black, or I'm going to listen to the latest Wiz Khalifa CD, or I'm going to go take a walk outside with my husband, or I'm going to read the news and get inspired by something that someone's doing out there in a humanitarian way. I'm not going to look around and copy what my fellow tarot readers are doing. That is not good business. And also, it's not ethical. It really isn't. And that also bleeds through in your business. Do you want to be a clone of somebody else? Gross. Be yourself. Don't be looking at what the other guy's doing. And copycats, you know, in my opinion, I think that they're operating not just from scarcity, but from insecurity. Mm. And again, that bleeds through in your work. Why would you want to be somebody else? I mean, yeah, I'd like to have Rihanna's body, but I'm not Rihanna. <laughs> you and me both. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why would I want to try to be her? Or, you know, I love Mary Greer. Mary Greer is one of my tarot idols. Mary Greer and I have very different reading styles. We are very different people. We're good friends. We get along awesome. But I'm never going to try to be Mary Greer. It is not who I am. Why would I copy her stuff? Do I get inspired by it? Yes. When I'm inspired by Mary Greer or Rachel Pollock or you or anybody else, Here's the thing I, I recommend. Cite your sources. Acknowledge your sources. Hmm. You know, I've got a new book coming out in one whole section. Mary Greer has been an amazing source of information and inspiration. She's acknowledged in the book. That's the thing to do. If I'm writing on my blog and I'm inspired by somebody else's stuff that they wrote, I cite my sources. So I would say, don't follow what other people are doing. But if you're inspired by somebody, acknowledge them. And above all, if you find yourself feeling like you got to copy somebody, you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself because that copycat vibe is going to shine through. People will smell that and they're going to move on. They're going to move on to the real deal, not you. Mm. And so what do you look for? Like say you were, because um, you've seen many people come and go from this industry. Yes. And in the, the five years I've been online, um, I've seen many people come and go from this industry. What do you look for and what, do you have, what have you found has been some common traits in either good branding or good business practices or good ethics um, or good vibes that you've seen from people who stuck around? Like, What are the common denominators? Well, first of all, the biggest common denominator is tenacity. Mm -hmm. And that is one thing. People give up very easily if they don't make a splash right away. And they've got to remember, I've been at my game for almost 30 years. It is in my online world. I've been on there, I, I don't know, like nine or 10 years. I don't even know how long I've been on. I forgot. I lost track. But I mean, I've been around for a long, long time. And for me, it's tenacity. It's discipline. I'm super hyper disciplined. You can't run a business if you don't have discipline and tenacity. And if you think you're going to just go online, slap up a website, and suddenly you're going to be rolling in dough and making six figures like some of these people promise. And, you know, there are business coaches. Let me just go off on a tangent here. Who will tell you <laughs> that it's, I can go on a tangent all day, that all you got to do is put up a site and in no time at all, you're going to make six figures. That is not true. That is not true. That is, that is rare that ha that happens. You, it takes time to develop your brand. It takes time to get the word out about you. Unless you are some extraordinarily gifted prodigy, most of us have to go 
like Drake and start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. And it takes time. So you need tenacity. You need to be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, you're not going to succeed in business. If you're not comfortable living with an income that's variable, you're not going to succeed in this business. Income comes and goes. So you have to be disciplined not only in your habits, but also in how you manage your money. Mm -hmm. And with your branding, you have to be consistent. You can't just put out a card of the day for a couple of weeks and a blog post or a newsletter once a year and think people are going to care. They don't care. They need to see your face. They need to get to know you. They need that intimacy. So I think it's really important if you really want to be out there for the long term, consistency, discipline, tenacity. And then, of course, also we come right back to the whole thing. What is your motive for being in business? What is your motive for being in a tarot business? Is it because you think it's easy money? Is, it that, is that what you've been told by some business coach? It's not. It's hard work. If you're in it because you feel called to serve, which is ultimately always what my work is about, then you're going to be one of the ones who are in it for 30 years. If you're in it for some other, you know, whatever, I mean, people get into business for weird things. You're going to be in for a rude awakening in the tarot world. And if you're trying to like come at it with a corporate perspective, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. This is a different type of work. It's heart-centered. It's soulful. It, it really does require, you know, a lot from the person who decides who, to go into it for the long haul. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it does, like, from reflecting on, I mean, I can go back because I, I mean, go back and do your tax, <laughs> look at your tax um, income stuff. What is it called? Returns when you put them in. And right. like I look at like the first year I moved online because I worked, I was tarot reading in fairs and face-to-face and events in Australia before I moved. And then I look at my first year online and I was like, whoa, I didn't make, like I hardly made anything. And then thank God for maternity leave. And then, you know, then I looked at my second year and I was like, okay, I started to do better. And then my third year was like, that's when I started to hit like a level of, yes, my income is yeah. going to fluctuate, but I can know I can pay my bills on it too, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it it absolutely makes a, a ton of sense and it's it's been interesting and I'm sure you've, you know, sat back like with the popcorn when certain stuff happens in our industry and, and someone goes away or there's an exiting that's quite loud or new people are yes. seen and there's a big ruffling of feathers and then all, six months later that person's gone. And <laughs> Yep. You know, it's, it's really interesting too what people need to understand is that this is a very... Um, small community actually even though tarot is big right now the number of us who do this as a full-time living isn't that great and most of us know each other we know each other we know who's for real we know who is really out there killing it and who's also a farce and so we're also never surprised when we see certain people come and go it's true I'm never surprised like I'll see certain people come out maybe they make a big splash or whatnot and it's like not gonna make it it reminds me years ago when I, uh, I used to work for an anarchist newspaper. That's my other history. And, you know, there was a lot going on at that time. This is back in the 80s. And they had the good mind to open up a, an anarchist bookstore, which could have been awesome. So I walked in and they said, well, what do you think? And I walked out and I said, it's going to fail. They said, well, how do you know? You're being a bummer. I said, nope, I can tell. You're not running it like a business. Mm. Knew it. I knew right away it was going to fail. And of course, it didn't take long. I think they lasted two years. I was surprised they lasted that long. And they failed. And I see that oftentimes, too, with people who will come out of the gate with a tarot business. And I'm like, not going to make it. Mm. You can smell it. Even if they're talented, you can smell it. 
they're not in it for the long haul. And so what do you do with this whole idea? And I, I see this with my clients who I work with in a coaching capacity. There seems to be this idea of like, I only want to do what I love. And I agree that you have to, your voice has to be what you love, your brand, yep. your heart space has to be doing it from like your love. But do you agree with like when you start out, you have to, try different things and serve the clients who are finding you to really find your jam? Or is it just like, no, I won't do those kinds of readings right off the bat. Cause I have my thoughts on that. I would love to hear yours. Firstly, first of all, I believe in the baptism by fire. I believe you go in and you try everything and you see what works because you know what? You're not going to know if you're going to already come and say, well, I'm only going to do so-and-so and I'm not going to work with so-and-so. First of all, you're not opening yourself up to broaden your experience. And if you want to get as much experience as possible, I think right off the gate, you should go out and be open and see what the hell works and what doesn't work. That's what I did. And I discovered a lot of things through that. I discovered I don't like doing parties. I don't like them at all. I don't like doing events. And there's reasons why I don't like doing them. I'm introverted. I'm very much about intimacy. I love one-on-one. Um, also, except when I teach, when I teach, I love a big group. That's different. But when I'm doing tarot reading, that's when I'm at my most effective. When I am with you, we are in it together. I'm taking you to that finish line. That's where I'm strongest. Um, also gives me more control over who I work with. And I like having con- total control over who it is that I'm serving, especially at this stage of the game. Mm. So, but I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't do it. I did email readings too for years and I quit doing them over a year ago. I got, I got burnt out. Didn't like doing them anymore. They became really depressing for me. And also because I was busy writing a book, I'm like, I cannot do another three hours a day of writing for these email readings. And then write a book and then write a book. And I wouldn't have learned it if I didn't do it. So I really think that coming out of it with a closed mind right away, you don't know what you're going to discover. I was really hands off about the whole idea of doing a website. The idea of going online terrified me. But mm-hmm. finally, I just did it, and it ended up being the best thing I ever did for my business. And again, you're not going to know these things by coming in with a closed mind. So my thought to people like that is, do you want a client to come in with a closed mind? No. they got to figure out if they like you or not. they got to figure out if they like your style. You want them to come in open to the experience, and you should open up to the experience to see what works, because you might be surprised. What about you? Now, of course, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on this. (laughs) I agree. And I think there is some beautiful alchemy that can be done in experimentation and give yourself permission. You know, I used to do um, free readings. I used to offer them when I first started getting online. I was like, I need some feedback and I need to build um, some credibility. And so I used to do free readings and then uh, I stopped doing those like years ago. Um, but it was great because I got to see the types of questions I was going to be getting online and yeah. how this exchange happens when you're either doing it by email or, or recorded video, um, how people were finding me, which is yeah. vital for your business uh, and what I liked and what I didn't like. So one of my, um, one of my most popular readings, because both of us, for those of you listening, and you did, if you if you don't both know, both of us still sling cards actively. <laughs> so, um, one of my most popular readings is my Orosoma readings, and mm-hmm. I took them off the shelf um, a couple of months ago because I got 
totally burnt out because they are massive downloads of information. Right. Um, huge when I'm working with those, that energy in those bottles and the system. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to put them up later, but I am fortunate and you are fortunate enough to be like, okay, I'm going to not do this. But we did, I did everything. I did events, yep. face-to-face reading from shops, Skyping at weird hours. Okay. I still do that sometimes with some of my international clients, but that's okay. Cause they're paying for my, for me. Right? Um, right. I did everything because it was, yeah, I'm very much about the trial by fire and you're not going to know what you love, mm-hmm. where you're, where you're really going to enjoy getting in there and don't diss it. Don't, I, my big thing is don't diss the practice unless you've tried yeah. it and definitely Absolutely. don't diss other readers who do the readings that you don't like because that person still needs to service the people going for those readings. Absolutely. And I got to say, you know, if there are other people doing the stuff that you don't like to do, you can refer them. Mm-hmm. And that is like good business. Uh, you know, when I stopped doing the email readings, I just refer everybody over to Hillary Hillary Perry Haggerty, who's a wonderful email reader, and she's fabulous. So people love her. They come back and say, oh, my God, this was a great referral. They're happy. I'm happy. Hillary's happy. I don't look at somebody else, what they're doing. as like, oh, my God, I would never do that. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God this person's doing it. You know, the one thing I've been very fortunate about is my local tarot community is fabulous. Here, where I live in Milwaukee, we're all friends with each other. We're all kind to each other. So, you know, we can, we can share work. And I, because I don't do parties and events, when people reach out and request it, I have a list of these fantastic colleagues that I can send out to people and they always come back happy that yeah. I was able to give them the info. So yes, don't knock what other people do. If you don't do it, look for the people who are doing it so you have a good referral system in place. It's good business. Absolutely. And the, the stronger that you can connect with other people in this industry and build those, you know, it'll, it'll swing back the other way at some point, right? It's just good karma. Right. Well, actually, you know, the thing is community is really important in this business because what I said also before, it is a very small industry. Mm-hmm. And if you also want a strong brand, you need to be known amongst your peers and not known like, oh, well, there's Ethany. She's famous. Make genuine connections with the people in your industry. Know your community. Don't go to people just when you want something or because you're cozying up because you're hoping that their brand rubs off on you. Reach out, make friends with your community. These are your colleagues. You want to really build your brand? Get to genuinely know people. Care about your colleagues. Come on now. We're all in it together. We are, and we totally are all in it together. And I think yeah. that's, and I've, I've said before, I posted on um, Facebook about the conferences that we have. And yes. I, I literally, well, I'm a massive extrovert. So they're like, they're like party town for me. So I just like, it's like a slumber party with everyone who's there loves the same stuff that you do. So yes. it's like you get this amazing opportunity to give back um, and meet people. And, you know, I just, I love it when people come up to me and, and it's like, we know each other from Instagram. And it's just yes. like so cool. Or like, I know you from YouTube. And yeah, it's, and, you know, it's great. And again, that's another way to build your brand. Know people in your community. People don't think about it from that perspective, but network, get to know people, partner up with them. You know, I mean, it's how exciting that you and I can do this, this thing right now in this moment, because we know each other, we're colleagues, we're friends, we have the technology now. And I mean, 
it's just a really great way for people to get to know about you and my people get to know, I mean, your people get to know about me and my people get to know about you. Totally. That's all really good stuff. I think community is so important. It's so often overlooked. And especially because, you know, there's that competitive mindset, mm. that compare and despair and people assume like, oh my God, she might get my work or not. Don't think from that perspective. Mm. No, let's, let's all be cool together. And there's gazillion, million, billion people on this planet. And I don't, yeah. I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone who's really interested in tarot or has been for a while that has got one book or one deck um, who looks for one perspective. And I also know that there are clients that work with me and have worked with other people who like to get a different perspective, especially found yes. players. Yeah. Or, so, you know, sometimes too people, when we talk about throwing everything at it for our business, sometimes people will go from reader to reader to reader until they find the one that fits. And then there's other people who just like different perspectives or a different style. I mean, when I get readings, you know, I rarely go to the same reader twice, not because I'm not a loyalist, but because I'm nosy. I want to see what this person does. I'm curious. I want to see what their perspective is. So I always approach it with this really like, ooh, I wonder what they're going to say. Um, and I, I hire different people all the time. And I found I had a reading with uh, something that really sticks out in my mind. Uh, the first year I went to the Reader's Studio, uh, no, the first year I went to the Northwest Tarot Symposium, I met Andrew McGregor, who's from the Hermits, yes. um, the Hermits Lamp in Toronto. And we were partnered up with an exercise and we had to, to pick a, a card for each other and do a reading. And what he said about the Queen of Cups to me is something that I never would have thought about and it was just not in my kind of sphere. And it right. stuck with me as such a profound moment coming from a fellow colleague who I yeah. just met. It was just, it was like, yeah, some beautiful moments can happen that way. And speaking of strong brands, you know, when we start talking about brands, he's got a good brand. He's got a great logo. Uh, people in our industry, we really know him. He's got a fabulous shop. Andrew is Andrew. Andrew never tries to be anything but Andrew. You know, he's got a good, strong brand. He does. Yeah. One of my favorite brands is his. And so what do you say, what are your tips for people who get really stuck on like, I've got to have this branding thing down. I've got to have the logo down. I've got to have all these things hundred percent correct before I launch my business. People are going to get stuck in that, that gear. You'll never get anything done. You'll <laughs> never launch your business. You know, when I first put my, again, my whole thing, the tarot lady, it wasn't because I came up with some brilliant idea. It's just what I got called. Um, and when it comes to things like, um, you know, putting it out there, my first website was the ugliest thing ever. I did it myself. It sucked. But I was trying to figure out how to do technology and how to like build a site. And I had a site builder. And But you know, what was really interesting is a lot of my local clients would actually go to it. And they said, wow, we love your horoscopes. This is cool. And then I got a rebrand. I cleaned it up. I learned WordPress. So the second time I did it, then it was starting to look a little bit better. It started really reflecting me. I got headshots done, all of that. So that was then starting to get a lot more attention. Then the third rebrand, which is the final one that I have right now, is uh, I actually hired a web designer to really make it look pretty, to make it functional, and to get my colors really in there the way I wanted. And she did a fantastic job. You know, but it was an evolution. It wasn't, I didn't have it perfect out of the gate. It doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
I suppose if you have all the time in the world, you can do that, but that just doesn't make sense. If you want to get your business going and start building your brand, you can build upon that. In, the, in fact, I'm in the midst of a rebrand. That's exciting. Um, I'm in the midst of a site rebuild. It was going to be that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My site is getting, it's going to get leaned out a little bit. It's getting prettied up with a uh, modernized and making it more mobile friendly. So I'm working with a designer to get it the way I want. And we're being really clear about how we want things to look going forward. And that's another really important thing to remember. It's like, do what you can do with the resources that you have and then level up when you can. Yes. And that's fine because most of us have done it that way. Most of us are going to be like, okay, cool. I had a blogger blog for goodness sake as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like, and, but it was there, you know. And but then, you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. And the other thing is too, you don't need mounds of cash to do that. You know, if somebody's bragging about their big expensive launch, forget that person. Mm. Don't look at what they're doing. Look at what your resources are. Work within your budget. You don't need to go in over your head in order to have a pretty site. There are places like Squarespace right now that are available that you can put up a site quickly and cheaply. In fact, I just helped a therapist friend of mine put up her website on Squarespace because I said, you know, here, this is the easiest one for you to use. It's going to be beautiful. We got a beautiful site up within an afternoon. Mm. You don't have to spend a ton of money. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be you. Yeah. And you can make it, yeah, you can make it whatever you want if you just got something to work with. So I, I don't think you have to spend a ton of money to do it. You don't. I totally agree. And something else I want to talk about with regards to branding is how, what are your, what are your suggestions for someone who likes to do everything and has got multiple interests and wants to serve all the clients and do all the readings, but then you kind of hit their web page or you see their social media and it is like a shotgun. It is just like scattered everywhere. How would you suggest to people to get a little bit more focused if they're a little bit more inclined to like everything? Well, I'm one of those people that's kind of guilty as charged. <laughs> because I'm a Gemini, I have many, many interests. So it's oftentimes hard to rein it in. Um, but I've realized, especially now where I'm going forth with what we're doing with the rebrand, there are a couple core things that are really interesting to me, and it's tarot and astrology. Mm -hmm. So I'm really leaning things down to make sure that I'm hyper laser focused on those things. So, and I can always branch off in those categories and talk about different things in those categories. So as somebody who likes to go all over the place, I will say, try to find maybe two or three things that you're really good at and that you really love and stay there. Otherwise it is too easy to get all over the place. And while that's really great fun for me, <laughs> it can, <laughs> you know, of course I'm saying that now, you never know. I might decide later on, eh, I want to go off in another direction, but I really think that you, want to pare it down as much as possible because it can be overwhelming. My site's big. My site's right. yeah. got a lot going on. We're trying to pare that stuff down so that it's not so overwhelming. And the thing is with that too, and I, I'm, you know, fellow Gemini and I like a lot of things as well, but when you're looking at that from a personal perspective, not everything that you do from a personal perspective has to be projected as a professional perspective. Right. You might like the most random, you know, 1960s TV show that no one's ever heard of and be obsessive about it, but that doesn't have to be reflected in 
your business per se, you could maybe talk about it, but you don't have to basically don't make it confusing for people to know what you do professionally and how they can work with you and what the benefits of working with you are. You know, if yes. you start going down a tangent where it's like, I can offer you this reading, this reading, that reading and this reading. Oh, but I also do this sort of channeling thing where I'll channel a character from this 1960s TV show. And then you're just like, you've lost that client. Yep. It's too much. Mm. It's too much. So, you know, yeah. and actually, actually for me getting rid of the email readings, then it's very clear what I do. Phone readings, or you can get the tarot cast or the entrepreneur cast. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then whatever teaching I do. Yeah. Cause you want to, you want to make it easy. You want to make it so that someone knows who you are, what you do and what they're going to get out of the experience yeah. and how you do it for sure. Yeah. And if you're, if you've got too many things going on, it can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So I have another question for you. How important do you believe content is in your branding strategy or on your website? Content is king or queen, whatever you want to say. If you want to get, first of all, Google to notice your stuff, you've got to put out consistent content. And you've got to put out good content. You can't just be crap for the sake of putting stuff out there. It's got to be stuff that people actually want to read. You know, it's really funny. I started this series um, called Star School a couple of years ago. I'm finishing it up actually this year. And Star School was inspired because one of my students who works with me privately was saying, I really want to learn this astrology and I can't wrap my head around it. I said, oh, you know what? I'll create a blog series for you. So it was created with one person in mind. Oh, that's so sweet. I know, but I get so many hits on my site for that. I mean, it is like crazy how many hits come to my site for that Star School. You know, and it was just some kind of an idea I had, and it's worked out really quite well for me. So, I mean, I, I think I'm going off on another tangent here. But, you know, just if you've got one really good piece of content that people love, they're going to come in, and there's going to be more people that come to it. And that is one that consistently gets a ton of hits. It's, it is, if I do say so myself, it's a well-written, fun series. So, It is a great Thank series. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I actually like love everything that you, <laughs> I love everything you create. I'm, I'm, uh, I tend to, when I'm in a creative space and it's probably a little like you, I tend to minimize what I'm in, taking in from other people. Mm -hmm. I very much look at, okay, how much have I consumed today? And then how much have yeah. I created today? Um, but yeah, I agree. Like content is, is great. So my everything. Next question is, what about people who believe it's all been done, all been said, and they feel like they have nothing to add to the conversation? That's stupid because you have your spin on things. You have your spin on things and it's going to be different than mine. We're not going to sound like automatons. It's going to be different. Now, of course, we're all going to look at the Ace of Pentacles as the beginning of a new career or a money-making opportunity, right? So we're probably all going to say that. But somebody else might have a completely different perspective on it or an interesting way of working with that card. And you just got to go ahead and bring your stuff out there. And the one thing I like to borrow from the song, it's a song by the group Gossip. And I can't remember the name of the song. Um, it's something with a cross in it. Heavy but cross. anyhow, yes, there's a lyric in there that says, if it's been done, undo it. Mm. And think about that. If it's been done, undo it. So if it's been done already, well, what's your spin on it? What are you going to do differently? You know, fashion designers always look to things that have been done and they redo it or they bring the past back and they put a spin on it. 
Mm. So borrow from fashion. Look at what the fashion designers do. It's so we're not, and you can still, again, be putting something out there. I mean, tarot has been around for what, how many years, but there's always going to be new modern voices. Let's give an example. So Cassandra Snow has a book coming out called Queering the Tarot. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a really important tarot book. It's a tarot book, but she's writing it from an LGBTQ perspective. And that is so needed. Ta-da! It's been done, but she's doing it with her spin on it. Totally. You see what I mean? Yeah. She's giving a completely different perspective. I really dig that. I think that there are people also like um, Siobhan. She has uh, Siobhan's Mirror. She writes for Little Red Tarot. Mm -hmm. So she did this whole series called Face Up Tarot. And it was like these threads where she's doing it face up. It was like, oh, my God, mind blown. It's a different spin. It's mm -hmm. still tarot, but it's a different spin. There are people who are doing really original things with something that's been done over and over and over. Yeah. So just put it out there, you know, but just don't copy someone else's. Mm. And that's where it's. Yeah, and that's where it's good to sit in your own space of inspiration as well and to step away from the consuming side of our industry and social media and getting kind of down that rabbit hole and sit with, well, how do I really feel about this and mm -hmm. what do I think about that or what has my experience been and, and take it from there for sure? It's got to all come from your voice. Now, here's the other thing too. As you're writing, you might do researching. And let's say you research and... This is like goes back to high school, right? And maybe I'm going to read Ethany's book on court cards because I want to get some inspiration about court cards. Well, I can read that and get inspired, but then I toss the book to the side and I write my own version of it. It's not that hard, people. You don't have to get it word for word, and you shouldn't. Get inspired if you want to by your peers, but then it still has to come in your own words. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be crossover, like I said, with the Ace of Pentacles. We're all going to say it's a new financial opportunity, but you're still going to find your own things when you look mm -hmm. at it. You're going to see something maybe that I haven't seen, or maybe your way of presenting things is really formal or my way is super informal, you know, speak it in your voice. It's okay. It's okay. Awesome. So before we get onto your free resource and um, how we can work with you, is there anything else you would like to say or offer or share about keeping your brand, finding your brand um, and basically branding for tarot pros? Hmm. Is there anything that I think that people need to know? Number one, don't listen to the pros. Don't listen to the business coaches that are not tarot people that are not actively reading tarot because they are going to steer you in the wrong direction. Instead, listen to your heart, listen to your clients. What do they want? What do they need from you? How do you like interacting with them? What kind of people do you like to interact with? Start there. Don't listen to what the pros are doing. I never listen to the pros, ever. I just go with what feels right. And I think if you conduct your business like that, you're gonna know what is right for you and what's right for your clients and it's gonna come through in your brand. Just Listen to what they want and listen to what you want. Start there. I get, I've got that rock set song. I think it is. Listen to your heart. Yes, exactly. It's calling to you. Listen to your heart. I mean, and it's so simplistic to say that. And none of the business gurus are going to tell you that. They're going to say you need a team. You need to go big. You need to da, 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 da. No, 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 no. You don't need to do that. What do you want? What do you want to do? What do your clients want from you? How do you want to present your information? 
How can you present in a way that makes sense to you? Just be you. Totally. That's simple. Yep. And it can be. And the second it starts getting more complicated is when you probably veered off the path. (laughs) Absolutely. Lost in the woods because you're, you went down a rabbit hole or you, you, you went away from your, your core self, right? Yeah. Don't get distracted by anything else out there. Mm. Just be you. Awesome. So tell us about the free resource that you are offering to everyone who is listening and watching today. And you know what? Off the top of my head, I mean, this is really stupid. I forgot the title. Oh, okay. So it's called Look, Sound, and Feel. Yes. <laughs> a small, I kind of sprung this on you, sorry, because I have the information in front of me. A small ebook that guides tarot pros into finding their brand message. All right. I just wanted to make sure that I, mm. I gave you the right thing. So yes, it's a very easy little workbook that's going to walk you through the process of fi- figuring out your brand. You know, so it, and, and you're going to be surprised at how simple it is, but I think it's going to give the people who use it really good clarity. And this is what I use when I am trying to come up with a new product too. How do I want it to look, sound, feel, all of that? I take that into consideration. Never again do I take into consideration what I think is popular. I really go with what what I want things to look, sound, and feel like, so to speak. So this will help people with that process. That's amazing. And I love that you also use that for new products as well because that's, yes. that's, yeah, that's, that's, Awesome. So even if you are a pro, a tarot pro who's been doing this a while and you feel like you've got your brand, next time you're launching a product or looking at expanding your business and definitely use this resource. And I will pop the links in the description below in YouTube over at the blog post where the podcast is hosted. So you can get all the information on that and you can find all the links of where to work with Teresa. And uh, tell us a little bit about the things that you offer and how we can work with you if we want to do some more one-on-one time with the tarot lady. Yay. Well, if you would like to get a reading from me, um, you go to my bio reading page. I have a variety of different phone readings that I offer for people. Um, people ask if I do Skype. I don't do Skype because it's very distracting for me. Mm. And I can't keep my head in the cards if I'm looking up. So just so you know, that's why I don't use Skype. Uh, plus the technology is not as reliable as my good old fashioned landline. Yes, I still have a landline in this day and age. Um, I also offer the tarot cast. The tarot cast is a 12 month uh, tarot inspired forecast. I do five of those a month. They come out on the second of every month. So you have to get on the wait list. And then I do the entrepreneur cast. The entrepreneur cast is a very involved astrology and tarot inspired um, offering for uh, entrepreneurs. And it's very popular. I only offer it three times a year. It all sells out immediately. And the last thing is the Astro Biz Digest. And the Astro Biz Digest, if you are an astrology lover, which I am, um, you're going to love this. And it's actually, it's like a farmer's almanac for business. Mm. Because one of the things that... Uh, people don't know about me is I didn't come to tarot first. I came to astrology first. Mm. Tarot was my second love. Astrology was the first door that I entered. It was my gateway to all this stuff. And astrology has really been the backbone of so many things in my life. And I use it specifically for my business. It works like a charm. Everything I do is timed by astrology. So the Astro Biz Digest is, oh, it's a weekly forecast that helps you to know what's happening in the stars. So you're not dealing with bullshit. It helps you to know the best times to launch, the times when people are cranky and sales are going to be weird. So if you know what's happening with the cosmos, it really helps you 
to run your business better. And you want to think about it again. It's like a farmer's almanac. A farmer's, what do the farmers use their almanacs for? They want to know when to plant seeds, when yeah, to grow, when to go fishing. Yeah, it's the same thing. I am always shocked that more people don't use astrology for their business because I'm really serious. It works. And so that product is one I'm very proud of. It's been out for a year. I've got great people subscribed to it. And I love watching them use astrology in such a proactive business way. So those are all the things I do. Fantastic. And we've got, uh, you'll have to keep your eye out for your, your books coming out next year too. So two new books next year. You are a machine. (laughs) Well, what did I say about discipline? Right. I am disciplined. I am. If you knew, if people knew how disciplined I am, they would probably be shocked. I should have gone into the military. I would have been a great, I would have been great at it. You, I think I would have, if you said drop and give me 20, I would not have hesitated. I'd be like, okay. You'd be doing it. But you know, I, I don't like being told what to do. So instead I became an entrepreneur. So there you go. It's a good it part for that. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today talking about branding and finding your voice in your business and not getting stuck or scared. Um, I certainly appreciate all of your wisdom and your energy and friendship. And thank you to everyone who is listening and who has been viewing. Head to www.tarotreadersacademy.com to check out the training and offer with a faculty of tarot experts. That's www.tarotreadersacademy.com. You can also find out how to work with Ethany by heading to www.ethany.com. Thank you for joining us.